Welcome to the Software People Stories. I'm Shiv. I'm Chitra. And I'm Gaiti. We bring you interesting untold stories of people associated with the creation or consumption of software-based solutions. You'll hear stories of what worked and sometimes what didn't. You will also hear very personal experiences and insights that would trigger your thoughts and inspire you to do even greater things. In this episode of Software People Stories, you will hear the journey of Jayashree Rajagopalan, who's an engineering lead in Amazon. She shares her journey starting from Trichy and moving and scaling the heights of music industry in Amazon Music and talking about her key mantras of doing one notch better on a daily basis and ensuring that you bring learning on a regular basis not just at work but also at home listen on welcome to software people stories jayshree thank you so much for making time today on a sunday thanks a lot gayatri it's been long pending uh, activity for me uh, i know we've been trying to do this for a long time but i'm very happy that we made time and were able to get on to this today i'm very really excited to be part of this thank you so much and let's get started in introducing yourself to our listeners yeah so i am jayashree currently i'm a senior manager software development in amazon i work for amazon music so it's in the entertainment domain kind of uh, two decades of experience a little more than two decades of experience in the IT and tech industry seen a lot of transformations in the tech industry right from the time that I started and passed out of college to what it is right now so happy to be in the in place where and in, in the entertainment business which is which is fast growing now in the streaming industry so this uh, there's been a lot of learning in the in whole journey so that's a very brief about me thank you so much Ashri i know uh, our technology industry is going through change as well as entertainment industry right it must have been uh, exhilarating a journey so looking forward to this ashri yeah me too gayatri so can you start on where we all started right we all, i know we both were in the same college i want to understand where your passion for technology got started yeah. uh i am a native of uh, trichy a small town in tamil nadu so it's more of a temple town people know and uh, most others recognized trichy to through nit so fortunately both of us got to study in this great institution so that's how we know each other i'm I mean our relationship goes a long way and happy about it yeah so i come from a very modest family from a small town and i mean my passion to technology is uh, only by observing my peers uh, if i would say my parents are not graduates so the and in lot in my family were not Uh, technologically very savvy or they've not uh, really made great heights in in terms of education or being in the tech industry so i i didn't really derive my inspiration a lot from my family or some role model in my family but it's been always through my peers and uh, the people around me who may observe and learn and uh, i I've, i've been really fortunate to be in association with people who have great aspirations who are very clear in their thoughts and who always were uh, ahead in uh, 
understanding where the whole industry is going, how the technology is shaping up. So those were the people who inspired me. I always try to relate me with somebody around me, but who are doing better than me. So um, that has given me inspiration and motivation all the way. To start with, I've been in, in the school, I, I did well. So, and Max and science were naturally my passion and I tried to do well there. So I didn't have real focus on where I have to get into or not, but naturally I fared well in engineering related courses like uh, uh, PCM and uh, I was uh, naturally able to get into that ranks and try to make it to the engineering institution. So technologically, I would say I didn't have great passion when I was in my school, high, high school or high secondary, uh, but I I was just too fortunate to be part of this great institution that really shaped up my thought process and my career and my uh, whole journey, I would say. Excellent, I think many of us, right, the product of 90s, have not seen technology or computer when we got started. And it just purely uh, based on merit and uh, merit of people who have just gone ahead of us, few years ahead of us, uh, shaped us. So, I know after your, uh, you know, stint in uh, Robert Bosch, you moved to US and did your higher education. What sort of, uh, I know many of our listeners also continue to think about uh, education, uh, not just from a continuous, continuous education through MOOCs, but also taking a break and doing that education. What would you advise in for them, Jason? Yeah, I would say if you have an opportunity to pursue higher studies in a country like US or uh, established countries, I would say uh, take up that opportunity because the way you are exposed to learning in those countries are really a way uh, different from what we used to do as a traditional institutions, right? So I wouldn't, uh, now things, the tier one institutions in India have really advanced well and the kind of research that goes on here and the opportunity that people have to learn is much, much beyond what we were exposed to. But um, studying in a country like US where things are right open to you and it's uh, an opportunity which you can grab and learn and kind of get in touch with a lot of great minds is something that uh, you should never uh, lose that opportunity yeah when I when I passed out of NIT Trichy I did not have any idea of higher studies I just uh, got on to the job through which I was placed through campus and then moved on to other other companies but Uh, when I got married and I relocated to the US, I thought that was the great time for me to take this plunge because uh, I wanted to do that. And my spouse was very supportive and uh, I got to uh, do my higher studies. So it was a great learning experience. I was not from a computer science background, but I did a computer science master's. So I had to do some preliminary courses, equip myself and then uh, get on to this course. I would say it was a great learning experience that that's the bottom line I had I got an opportunity to publish papers present in IEEE forums so these were some things that uh, really shaped me up for a world stage I would say thank you so much for sharing that I think uh, some of the listeners are are continuing to think about you know what next uh, even when uh, breaks happen and uh, and ensuring that you know you upskill yourself during that time but thank you for sharing that uh, Jayashree Talking about the entertainment industry, right? I know you are a great musician and you're also in the music uh, world. How how did those world from a personal uh, passion and your, uh, uh, you know, actually doing it in professionally also, how did that uh, really happen? Is that serendipity purely or is that something that you wished for? How did that happen? 
Yeah, that again, I would say uh, it was not uh, very cut out and I uh, kind of ran behind and made it. But when I got an opportunity to be part of Amazon and that too part of Amazon Music, especially the music industry, right? So that really excited me, I would say. I am passionate about music. I, my daughters are, tra- are training for music. So music is there in the family. And that's one of the art form which everyone can relate to and uh, can find uh, joy, peace. And it, it relates to every mood and emotion of uh, people. So uh, this was... I would say something that happened in my life and I'm really uh, grateful to that and very happy about it uh, even now because to understand how your passion and the technology kind of merges is something that uh, is um, awesome and uh, great learning for me right now, right? So the streaming industry is fast growing. If you see even from the Amazon Music in perspective or even the competitors if i would say in 2010 it was all i mean people could relate the ipods those were kind of the uh, start right people were in the download business and uh, slowly it started moving to the streaming and i know amazon got into streaming in 2013 and uh, we went to into this uh, subscription-based business in 2016, and now it's fast growing. So it's, it's great to see how things have transformed. Even in uh, even in country like India, where people never want to pay for music, right? It is great to see people's mindset are transforming uh, with the, with the onset of Prime Video, Netflix, uh, where streaming has become uh, the next big entertainment in uh, in everyone's home setting. Uh, even music is gaining its momentum and people are ready to get into uh, pay for music subscriptions and get the premium content. So the, the Western world has really evolved in other countries, definitely evolved. I'm very uh, happy to see even India is transforming in that. Uh, respect. In fact, uh, when we started uh, podcasting about three years back, uh, three, three and a half years back, we always used to uh, record in person. We never uh, even did this uh, kind of a streaming over, uh, you know, multiple locations in the world and everything. And uh, I mean, I think uh, digital is bring, bringing us both discomfort and uh, new sets of ways of working, right? Uh, and that also translates to how we Get, get our entertainment, get our fun, get our readings as well as get our education. Yeah, the, the COVID has made things possible, right? So, which people uh, thought was never possible. So, there is always now an avenue for hybrid. I think uh, people, there will never be a normalcy like what it was. There will be a new normal where people would prefer some sort of an hybrid. So, the COVID pandemic has proved that virtually things can happen and uh, that's thanks to great technology especially around streaming which has made this possible i would say being a technologist in the streaming world right has, has there been any aha moments for you because there is a, this is a always on culture right? you are expected to be available all the time and uh, it's uh, even the downtime is not even expected uh, how do you really get your team get yourselves to get attuned to that sort of always on being always available not just you but not and not talking about ourselves right but also our systems and processes and everything yeah that's one great thing that i am learning from amazon because i'm operating at that scale right so when you get into companies that operate at that 
massive scale what is very important is availability resiliency and stuff like that so your infrastructure is always designed in the, in the respect to make sure that there is absolutely no downtime right so you have great alarms and monitoring to make sure even when you cross a 50% threshold everyone is alert and they are able to kind of scale it with our aws technologies we're able to horizontally scale lot of scale so the infrastructure is also the infrastructure industry has evolved and there are a lot of innovations that has happened in around that area so so availability of these services has become like a kind of a table stake right now so uh, what has been your learning in these uh, has there been any challenges that you had you had to encounter before you say okay you got an aha moment oh okay now i know what to do about it has there been any such uh, stories that you can share jayshree yeah when i initially started my career with amazon um so there was a self two issue so i mean a, a outage in the uh, production uh, it is not greatly customer impacting but there has been a great alarms right Uh, our cpus of our servers are going very high and uh, i was very new to that system having come from a really conservative uh, kind of a background uh, in other companies where cost is operational cost has always been a challenge i was like uh, uh, given all the authority to scale i mean right now what is important is just mitigate the problem for customers and then we'll see about how we will fix it long term right so just throw boxes don't worry about the hardware cost so it is it is that uh, that kind of gave me uh, what a customer focus is what is availability is what it means to make sure to mitigate a problem uh, in production so uh, that was completely a new experience for me at that point yeah and how do you uh, build your team also around it see uh, one as a leader right you understand you get that aha moment ensuring that your uh, team also thinking in your same wavelength i know we have, we have studied wavelength so much in the in our engineering how make that happen for your team it's about the core principles that are very very clear to everyone right so you all work on uh, based on certain tenets that's what we would say so what is our topmost priority when there is a conflict how do you prioritize and make those decisions everyone should be very very aware of what that is so that there is absolutely decentralized decision making and people are clear about what what action they have to take uh, when there is a crisis right say for example a customer obsession or customer first any time mitigate customer problem then think about the root cause then think about whatever so that you don't really have to go and dig dive deep to find out what is the root cause if you know that by doing some shortcut you will just mitigate the problem then think about what is the problem how we can fix it and all that right so everyone should be aligned about what are the core principles in which they have to operate i think in a way that is well aligned within the teams so that is making things easier excellent we often talk about vision mission and then having that alignment and bringing an autonomy to, to towards it right uh, very very cool jeshi uh, when you look at your career today ravi what are a few i mean key pivotal points if you will uh, that you thought okay this is something that when i think about it these are the few things that i have yeah uh, i would say start of my career um, it, i started with the company uh, robert bosch it was luckily all my career has been around though even though i started 
my career mostly around the telecom domain i was primarily working for telecom service providers providing that web management layer um though i was working for the telecom industry my uh, domain of work has always been on the application layer so it gave me opportunity always to work on some of the uh, trending technologies like java and uh, the distributed computing and uh, uh, all those technologies right so which kept me in touch with what is happening outside i mean when i joined uh, when i started my career e-commerce was a boom but i was not part of the e-commerce industry i was part of a telecom industry but i was still in touch with java and some of the web technologies which which made me any time the transition would have been easier i didn't take the transition until like uh, like maybe like 16 years 17 years of my career so i was mostly in the telecom industry and that also gave me a lot of learning so i i worked for some of the great companies uh, which managed great equipments and uh, yeah, that gave me um, a lot of learning in in those areas it if for example when i when i moved one incident that i would like to share is like uh, every woman when i when they have their uh, first child and they they have to really struggle and figure out their way of managing uh, their career as well as their um, home right so especially with the uh, with an infant so everyone goes through the challenge and everyone has their own way of uh, managing that so i did have my moments where it was too much taxing it was a lot of existential questions why what am i doing am i doing the right thing why am i taking these trade offs and stuff like that so at all those points i would say just be very clear about why you are doing this um it's not probably money it's not probably your social status it's also about your sense of being satisfied your sense of contributing to something innovative or something progressive which which you would want to do right so i am um, not advocating that continuing the career jeopardizing something at home is the right thing to do always you will find a balance or sometimes taking break is not bad you should definitely evaluate it and do it but in my case uh, when when i lost support system at home um, especially uh, the nanny was not there and i had to take a i mean a choice between whether i want to drop my daughter in a daycare at a very young age like 6 months or quit my career and try to uh, manage it i was almost like going to quit because i didn't want my daughter to be ending up in a daycare at the very infant stage and daycares are not so established at that point in time but Uh, luckily i mean bounce these ideas with with people um, my friend circle gave me an advice explore talk about options just check out whether this is the right thing to do and we were able to kind of figure out a way my manager gave me a kind of a shift where i could log in later in the evenings and uh, uh, my husband was very supportive that he could he could come back from work and he could take on uh, the childcare and i could do my work so that was i would say one of the great moments that really worked out for me and uh, i would say take it slow at some point in time if you have to um, so there is no hurry you have all your life to kind of achieve what you want in your career but you have to focus on what is right at what time so after that i mean I, i've been progressing in my career slowly as a tech lead and then when i moved to um, alcat when i moved to emc square uh, i was also given a position to lead a team and stuff like that and uh, so i would say it is a progressive learning and uh, every time you have to just ensure what you are bringing to the table and what are the 
are you open to acquiring new skills and uh, trying to take this business one notch up right for example in in emc when i was managing i used to work a lot with the sales teams and try to understand my business development team give them lot of data they used to ping me for a lot of reporting and data that also gave me opportunity to understand what the customers want and how they are using our product and stuff like that so that helped me build a lot of rapport with my customers demo our products directly to them and kind of create that visibility and that really helped our business also to kind of uh, uh, grow in those uh, areas right so there is always something that you would want to do something that you have to bring to your table apart from what you are prescribed to do i would say so which is which is making you progressively growing so that's important and of course amazon is was a great opportunity one of the best opportunities i've got and uh, and uh, it is it is definitely a, a fast paced environment i would say uh, a kind of a startup with a corporate uh, it is in a corporate right so which has given me a lot of op- uh what to say learning and a lot of uh, progression to my career very nicely put uh, ajishri you st- said you know the first point was actually starting at at a, being a fresher giving getting the guidance and being in the right technology and then you spoke about uh taking care of the child and continuing your uh, your work based on the support system that you developed around you right it's extremely critical as women and uh, your philosophy is right in terms of saying there's no need to you know you you don't have to always say okay i'm i'm going to be working 12 hours a day 13 hours a day this doesn't make sense if uh, your uh, situation and uh, demand something else out of you that is true right? yeah and uh, yeah and then uh, and then building your career step by step and adding not just what is being given you but also adding something extra at every stage very well put jeshi i love this i'm loving this conversation i have so many other questions to <laughs> ask definitely i am loving to gayatri uh, you mention about amazon being fast paced mm-hmm. right and uh, and fast paced and the two in a covid environment all of us uh, are working uh, really in a, a 10 by 10 room and uh, ensuring that everything around us also is functioning well how what type of uh, advice will you give to your uh, fellow uh, journey people yeah i would say uh, um, you have to have the right setup right expectations and boundaries at home as well so i make sure i delegate as much as possible even at home because you cannot be scaled to do everything that is needed at home so my kids take care of most of their work they don't really need me to take care of their work and they are very clear about when to approach me when not to approach me and what things they can take care of and what things they really have to approach me and uh, uh, take my guidance or at least in my inputs are needed in certain aspects so that i would say is very important so make sure that you have you have set the right boundaries right expectations and you have also empowered people to do the right things which is important right so that is critical and uh, with this virtual environment i would say people have Uh, initially when we started it looked very different and uh, uh, and uh, we thought it could be for a very short time and over the period we have realized <laughs> this is the new norm and everyone has got ex- uh, kind of accepted uh, this and they they moved on it is not very new to us because we interact a lot with our uh, remote colleagues um in usually even during the non pandemic time so uh, being on these virtual medium has been something that 
we knew how to kind of uh, cope up with so in that way i felt it is it is something that came naturally to us it didn't really strain us too much i think uh, that concept of having those boundaries right can you give a few examples when you're talking about boundaries at home if you don't mind what will help uh, yeah, for others uh, listening yeah so uh, for example when i'm when my door is closed that means people cannot enter so <laughs> i am in a important call or i'm i'm in a call where i have to speak and uh, i cannot have interruptions right and other examples like so there is a school notice board nowadays there is uh, academics as a portal i have given my credentials to my kids and asked them to monitor that and make sure that if there is anything important that the parent has to take an action on come back and tell me it does not mean that i am not going to monitor it but if i miss something right so they should also be clear that it is important for them when they have to come back and tell me that this is something that you have to take action on so these are some examples that i can think of thank you jayshi in fact one of the things that uh, i remember doing it with my son's school was that uh, i asked them to give me at least one weekend uh mm-hmm. when they were giving t- uh, deadlines there was there used to be earlier there used to be that you know you to tuesday you give some uh, work and then you expect something to be done on wednesday and say uh, <laughs> where on earth am i going to come home by 5:36 o'clock and start that work right so i think uh, you've given a wonderful example in terms of setting those boundaries and uh, empowering the children right uh, empowering the children spouse elderly uh, people around you that actually uh, helps you to stay focused uh, and staying with the work itself right what happens is you if you don't do that you you end up uh, staying in two places and there is always a stress that you get added that is true gayatri there is nothing in this world that others cannot do only you can do so it is always that it is just an inhibition within us to kind of delegate that work to somebody else right so uh, either because you feel guilty or you feel that you are the owner of it or you are not happy with the way others might do it so whatever it may be you have to think of what is important for you at that moment in time and kind of make sure the other things move in parallel and they are not just stagnated and waiting for you to come and kind of solve that so that is very important what you said is very true even at work right if you ensure that you know you set the right guidelines and the and the goals and expect folks to come back on a emergency or say this is where if there's a problem just come to me i'm your safety net at the same time giving that guidelines helps to bring that high performing teams yeah you have to audit as well you should have a mechanism to audit you have to empower people and have a mechanism to audit on a periodic basis on how people are doing so that will make things easier i mean i would say it is like a giant mechanical machine where there are multiple gears everything has to be greased well and moving uh, synchronously to kind of make the whole machine moving right excellent excellent so uh, when you uh, coming back to your uh, the streaming world right if we if you take a, a time turner and think about it like 10 years down the line what do you envisage from a you know in the entertainment industry as well as the people who are working for it software people technology uh, infrastructure have you given any thought on that yeah i mean the boundary between the presence is going to kind of going to diminish a lot for example even in the streaming uh, i can think of artists are now ready to do virtual events for them events used to be one of the biggest 
revenue maker, right? So at least now they are ready to do virtual tours, ready to do that on an online platform. Even we have seen of late, like all the all the new release movies are on the OTT platform first. So it is like uh, your home is entertainment uh, hub, and there is nothing that you need to go out. to really seek out those entertainment right so virtual reality may come into picture there could be so many different innovative technologies that would come into picture so it is it is just going to be an option for you to go out for an entertainment or transform your home home into that entertainment hub that's that's what i could see excellent you're talking about virtual reality augmented reality and you know uh, that itself make uh, is a very viable option uh, for all of us right yeah all devices will be connected everything all content types will be available be it video audio or uh, uh, even live streaming or whatever it is right so it's all going to be so seamless and so naturally available so it is just an option for you to be really physically present so to just give you an example i mean nowadays weddings have started live streaming <laughs> so even my elderly uh, my mother in law is now able to watch the weddings at home in a big screen right so uh, so it's just going to be an option to step out <laughs> yeah i know i am also seeing online aashirwadams going in so online <laughs> blessings also happen and uh, and uh, virtually also they are, they are able to accept those blessings it's it's very uh, heartening to see the entire society accepting this change because earlier when we were developing technology right only a small set of people used to understand what it means and uh, everywhere else uh, i used to be able to explain when i started technology saying that what are you working on means if you are going into a ticketing station or in a railway booking whatever is powering that's what i am working on that is how i used to explain what i am doing now it's no longer the case it's mm, ubiquitous that's true yeah um, so technology will come to where customer is that's what it is now so wherever you are technology will come to you so that's how it is going to be and it is fast accepted as you said i mean pandemic has really made that expedited acceptance across different uh, demographic i would say now everyone is expecting i mean even if you give a phone to an elderly they can swipe and see they expect a lot more from what they want to see actually so so that's how it is right now very very true ajayshree um, i wanted to uh, i know we are we have been discussing uh, so much around technology streaming and what it takes to continue in the technology any uh, wise words that you want to give for our youngsters from a learning uh, handling challenges handling the pandemic itself any any words that you want to share yeah so like everyone i get worked up and there are challenges at times you feel why am i doing all this uh, the moment i would say okay let me quit the word quit my brain cannot take when i just <laughs> think about it my brain is wired so uh, like that that when i say okay let me quit my brain would say no think about something else think about different options think about <laughs> so what you can do to make this work so i would say there is always you should work with uh, don't quit attitude right so quitting is the easiest thing to do if you want to if you want to uh, put it across to make it work 
there is always an opportunity in front of you there is you have not just explored the right opportunity or right option for you that works for you right so don't ever think quitting is an option always uh, have a mindset where you have to work around the challenge so, so that is one of my advice and uh, always keep yourself in tune with what is happening around you and try to do that one notch better and uh, or raise a hand for an opportunity when you feel you are becoming so complacent you're so comfortable with what you're doing just try to change it or raise a hand for a different opportunity and try to uh, make yourself uncomfortable <laughs> or get into that discomfort zone so that is going to take you a long way i would say excellent jeshi i mean i often used to uh, tell this uh, to folks saying that to win the race to be, you have to be in the race and uh, being in the race itself is actually winning yeah. and uh, and I, i mean uh, and resonating to with what you're saying don't uh, don't even let your mind think of quitting as an option right and the second is building one notch up and uh, if you think about it if you keep building yourself one notch up from what you were earlier and i think that itself builds a lot of credibility around you as well as confidence on yourself also yeah yeah Thank you so much for your time today, Jayshree. I really, really appreciate it, and I've enjoyed this conversation. I hope all the listeners also have enjoyed this conversation. Yeah, it's been really wonderful talking to you, and uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, this episode, Kaitri. We thank Siddharth for the music and Anita for promoting the software people stories. If you like this episode, please subscribe on your favorite podcast client and spread the word in your network. If you'd like to share your story, contact us at podcast@pm-powerconsulting.com.